Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition out here broadcasting live at Buffalo Wild Rings in Aurora on a Tuesday edition of the program. These are our people. Yes. Look at this crowd. Fantastic crowd tonight. Good to see everybody. Gimme, look at us. We've welcomed you. We're thriving. We're welcomed you. This was great. That's what they wanted to come over and see. They wanted to come over here and see all of the wonderment that we have. Yeah, that's right. All of our metro parks. Haven't you seen the throw you a little bone? This is the closest. We'll give you a little east side love today. How great is this place? This is nice. This is amazing. This is my um, this is my Buffalo Wild Wings of reference. This is where this we is go. Yeah. This would be here. Beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Look at all the TVs. Yeah, we're all set up, man. Absolutely all set up here on a Tuesday edition. We have uh, we have no more perfect teams. Nope. In the National Football League. It's done. Over. I believe, predicted. We, I believe we had that, by the I way. I believe we did have I, believe, that. Yeah. I was just riding your red-hot coattails. Yeah, another What good a week, week by you. Another by good week on the scores, it appears. What a week by you. I um. This kind of goes into uh, a theory that I floated at you last week a little bit, and I – I, I feel pretty strongly about it. This is now three out of four weeks where the biggest favorite of the week not only doesn't cover but loses. So this was an 11-point favorite in Philly at home, and they lost. And this has happened now in three of the last four weeks. This is – I don't know. You know, in baseball, they have the dog days of summer. Yep. Right now is the NFL equivalent of that. There is – you're in the middle of a long season. You've been together for a long time. And you just are not seeing that consistency in performance week in and week out. And I would say this this period probably starts, you know, week before Halloween and it runs all the way through Thanksgiving. And then by the time you get to December, then you ramp up again and you focus up. But it does feel like this league right now is pretty hard to predict and very difficult to know what you're going to get out of a team on a given day. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of it has to do with you know, turnovers matter, as we saw turnovers yeah. play a huge role in this game yesterday. Um, and it was similar in some ways to ours. They were up 7 nothing for the Eagles, and then they get an answer. They go up 14-7 to the Eagles. And then the stretch in the second and third quarter, the performance, getting some turnovers, the yeah. performance by the Washington defense, and the lack of offense from Philadelphia. They didn't score in the second or third quarters, and they turned a 14-10 to game into a 23-14 game. Then when they scored made 23-21, I thought they were going to win. Yeah. But no, they did another turnover. I mean, ultimately, what did they have, four in the game? You can't win when you turn the football over like that in the NFL, and that's it. Yeah, the Eagles turned the ball over four That'll times. Yeah. Four times. Three of them in parts of consequence. They counted it as a turnover on the final play, which yep. that's how we got a touchdown at the end against Pittsburgh. Sure. That doesn't count, but three turnovers in the game, three of them, two fumbles lost, one interception from Jalen Hurts. It was actually right in the hands of A.J. Brown. It was a pretty darn good pass. Yeah, there are no perfect teams. Philly was held to 264 yards of offense in this one, which was, I thought, stunning. A stunning job by the Washington football team and a big win. And they're at 5-5. Five and five, You know what I mean? Like, th- that's a team that yep. is in the mix in the NFC. The whole division is 500 or above in the NFC East, which nobody would have had that. Unreal. You go back to, to August and what we thought that division would be. I, I don't know. I've been skeptical of this Eagles team. I know we saw them get off the bus. And by skeptical, I mean – Skeptical in, in terms of considering them like a Super Bowl contender. Not at all skeptical that they're a good team. Like we saw sure. them. We know how good they are. But I just 
when you look at who they've played, yep. there just was never a, a win that you looked at it. They beat Minnesota in week two. That's their best win. Um, and that looks to be a good one. But other than that, there just weren't – there wasn't a stretch where they had – where they were tested. Um, they were the worst team in the NFC East a year ago, so they benefit from that schedule. Um, and they've, they've taken full advantage of it. I didn't think the loss would come here. I thought they'd cover. Um, but the – or I thought Washington would cover. I didn't necessarily think Washington was going to win. Sure. Um, but – it, it is a little bit of, of that with them. And you ask yourself a question right now, and you say, who's great in the NFC? And it might not exist. No. You, you look at the best teams there, the Eagles 8-1, and one, Giants 7-2, and two, Cowboys 6-3, and three, Vikings are 8-1. and one. That's why it's still wide open for these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to get in. Tampa Bay, San their Francisco. Division. Yes, I mean, San Francisco it's really all five and San four. Francisco, but – yeah, I mean, you, you get in the dance if you are – I mean, even – I don't know. Even that Green Bay mess. Like, if they get – if you can get a little run, Christian Watson coming around a little bit, like – It's going to be hard for them to be the wild schedule, card. Sure and tough. I don't see how they're going to catch. They're four and a half back. Ten and seven. Does, would ten and seven do it for them? They got to go six and got to go six, six and, and one, one, which is a full day. It's a full day that won't catch the Vikings, I don't believe. Oh no, no, I just but mean that like, would but that gets you a wild card. Does nine gives them eight. a chance because you got the Niners at five and four, the Giants at seven and two, the Cowboys at six and three. Now the NFC East, those teams have to play each other, so people must lose some of those games. Right. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they're still alive. I right. would say you it can is sell not, hope a little bit. Yeah, not a great scenario, but yeah, they're still alive there. It's there. That's what's fun about this league, and it, that's what's so unfortunate for us as we talk about it here on Cleveland Browns Daily is we should be a team that is absolutely in the mix, and instead we're, you know, with the, the three most disappointing teams in the NFL, Packers in the NFC, but they're still four and six, so they're ahead of where we are. Yeah. Broncos, that's right. I mean, aren't yes. those the three most disappointing teams in the league? No problem with that. No, definitely. I mean, the yeah. Patriots are five and four for crying out loud. And I think it's the thing with us that's weird. Rams is, three and six would be another one. Yeah, we. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know that anybody saw the Rams thing coming. The and the same with Denver. I think there were people who were skeptical. I will give credit to a lot of the national people. There were people that were skeptical of our, of some of the things. There's some people who viewed us far more cynically than we did. For sure. And How, in terms of, but, the, I mean, I don't remember a lot of people thinking we would be a playoff team. I don't know. If Most of it was it was usually Baltimore, Cincinnati. Fair, but people were concerned about us in the early going, saying that yeah, their D is going to be good. Yeah, they can run it, but they're not going to score enough points. Nobody foresaw the way the path we would take now that, to where yes. we are. Yeah, I got you. That's there. the most disappointing thing, and that's why I say our defensive performances here is as disappointing as anything you know outside of. The Rams collapse after winning Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl, so I don't think they care that much. It doesn't hurt. They say, yeah, well, we just won the Super Bowl last year. No big deal. You know, the Broncos and the Raiders the, are the two most disappointing teams along with us and then the Packers, right? And, yeah, and I think from a you know, individual side of the ball perspective, our defense and the Broncos' offense are the two, are the two most yep. disappointing yep. sides of the ball in football. And the, um, and the Packers' offense. A, yeah, for sure. Those, yeah, all of those. It's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around any of it. It's hard to wrap your mind around that we're just now completed halfway. Yeah, some teams are at ten games. There are a few of them that, that have yet yeah. to have their bye. Most teams at you know nine games at this point. Some at eight games at this point. Um, it is. 
Or everybody's at at least nine, right? Everyone's at nine. Everybody's Everyone at nine. has at least played half their schedule. Yeah, which is yeah. – it is wild, and it feels like we're getting – we're almost at Thanksgiving, which used to feel like you're starting to wrap things Head, up. stretch. Yeah, and now we're <laughs> – you're still just kind of getting it going here. Um it's wild. It is. And it's it's a grind. The NFL season is an absolute grind. And the notion that, you know, and we both think that eventually it's going to get to an even number, 18 games, that you're going to lose one more preseason game, have two preseason games. It's funny. The first quarter of the season felt like you had a lot of teams kind of figuring themselves out. It was almost the preseason in many yeah. ways. If you even look at the utilization of a lot of different players, whether it be running backs around the league, rookies especially, they were not really as involved in the first quarter. Then in the second quarter of the season, it's like, okay, here we go. This was really yep. good football. And now in the third quarter of the season that we're getting into, you've got good football being played, but your injuries are taking their toll on teams. And so you kind of have, like, to, you, to your point, like a little bit of that lull right there. And a lot of young players, right, this is the end of their college season. Next week is Ohio State-Michigan. That's like, what I'm saying. Is, right. This, and so and, and they've know, got like – right. You've got eight games left down. to go still. So it's, yeah. it is a – yeah, I, I think you're seeing that. The weather has turned, obviously, in certain parts of the country. By the way, I don't even know what's going to happen this Sunday, Gibbe, in this, Buffalo. Is this – I mean like, – I don't know what's going to happen. I was at the game here in, I believe, 07 against them where Phil Dawson hit two field goals and we won eight zip um, in a blizzard. Like it was – they could not clear the you – were, were you at that game? You could not clear the field. I remember watching enough. it. I was not we, there. We did our pregame show at the time from the Muni lot. Oh, in that snow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it started in the morning when we set up as rain. And That's, then it switched so to cold. snow at 10 o'clock. So and it was awful. But they're calling for three feet. Feet. Feet of snow. That, yeah, that was probably. I would say that inches. was. No, no, that was probably about a foot of snow that yeah. day. Yeah. Correct. In 07. Because yes. they could not keep the field w without snow on it. Correct. That, that day. I could not believe Phil Dawson hit those kicks. Like, it was stunning in real time. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally, if you go back and watch our Club 46 series with him, he literally aimed into the stands and it yeah. curved. And that's how, it, that's how it went in. All right. So you guys are getting three feet of snow. Potentially. In Buffalo, potentially. I need to know a couple of things. When does it start? Gibe was sending around. Talk to the weatherman. Let's get weatherman. When Gibe does the on. snow start? Supposedly what? Saturday, it's, it's right? A, no, it's a winter storm watch. It's supposed to start as early as Thursday. Oh, and go through Sunday morning. This is a weather oh. event. Ah, you're safe then. It's going to be all done by game time. They'll have the field will be cleared. It'll be cold, but it the, won't be. The issue I don't becomes, think it's ever stopping. The, the, yeah, the issue becomes, I, I guess, Lake Erie is 55 degrees and is not frozen. Well, that I can. And the yeah. band's are supposed to come directly across. And according to the National Weather Service and the winter storm watch, it's only a watch. It's Tuesday. This could dissipate. This could go away. This might not be anything. It's going to be much ado about nothing. This Correct. is such a professional experience. I love it. This is really I'm, However, I'm you just said bands and dissipate. And this is so exciting. Yeah. However, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue, please, the, the issue becomes in within the watch verbiage. Okay. It says travel will be impossible. <laughs> Even by jet? Well, do you I, think we're going to bus? There's no way. Have you You're driven? Flying, have you aren't you? Yeah. Have you driven that road when it snows? It is the you can't worst that, no. corridor on the eastern, like east of the Mississippi, to drive through. If anything, you'd probably fly south of it and then bus transport up. up. Maybe a train. 
train situation? Trains are. I mean, we took the train to. Remember, we did joint practices with Buffalo. You guys took the train to Buffalo. That's incredible. We Simon, did. Simon rented an Amtrak and yeah. we chartered Simone. an Amtrak. Simone. Yeah, it was now great. that would be amazing. It was I awesome. Love a, I love. I love a train. train. It's amazing. We it had was, more trains. It here. was pretty awesome. Uh, I just. I don't. I wonder if that's going to ultimately be in play. We're not going to know anything until at least Friday, is what our people are telling me. At least 48 hours out. Which means, like, what if we get a call Friday night? Hey, we have a window. We're leaving now. <laughs> you think that's in play? I don't know. I mean, yes. what, what else What else could be in play? Give me give us lean it up for man. Jeez Louise. Wow, man, that's unbelievable. I mean, if there's three feet of snow so and they can't clear the roads, how are they going to clear a stadium full? Now, they're professionals at clearing snow. Yeah, they know how to do it. They know how to do it. But they'll have a bunch of people in there. They're, they're going to have shovels. Yeah, you get a. A free Bills jersey if you come in here and shovel for like yeah, six hours. Be. Yep. Good luck. I will not be one of those people. Wow. We are not. Okay. Me so, neither. So we, is that going to get us? Oh, no, no. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard to miss extended time. Shoulder injury. We traded him to the Miz. Sad. Oh, sad. Hate to see it. Part Miz. of the Kelsey deal. Wow. Sad. Really hate to see it. <laughs> the pillaging of the Miz continues. Yeah. So are we, we, we so, don't have any of that. No. I literally, I'm getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> I get a tweet uh, sent my way from one of our fine cameramen at one of the TV stations here in town. And he's like, check this out. And I was like, well, this is wrong. This is, all right, who got a fake blue check mark? What, what are we doing here? And then I looked and I was like, nope, that's real. And then I read his mentions and another meteorologist chimes in and goes, well, the European model has it getting up to 45 inches of snow. Oh, I'm like, right, well, with the okay. European model. What that, are we talking about? Stay in European Europe. Model. I don't have time How for that. How does a European model know what's we, going we on? We have time for 30 inches of snow. But I don't have time for 45 inches. We are going to get inches. snow this week. I mean, we're, get, we're getting hit At some tomorrow. point, sure. I'm sure on this side of town you are, on the west oh, side. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to get that. some snow Sunshine here. Sunshine and rainbows. Wednesday, kids. Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Sad. Take the European shots. model sounds even, like. Even in a stranger in a strange land, everyone's been so hospitable to you. Oh, God, it's so great. You still take shots. Yeah, shots with whoever. Let's go. Let's have a Tuesday, kids. By the way, when you said European model, made me think of the White Lotus. Yeah. Fine program. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that significantly more than Yellowstone. Greater than Yellowstone. For which, this, is, for, which is, yeah, it was not a great debut. Not Yellowstone felt like it was like a community theater performance where people were like just total stereotypes in their portrayals of people. Like the, the lady who is, everybody has their like, super bad person, you know, yeah, that's yeah. going to come in and fix their fixer. Yep. You know, it's Beth and Rip for, for The John. girl who came in was just like Beth, same human. Yeah, she comes in, and they're immediately going right after the Seneca. Jamie's the weak point again. Again. Like, okay, we've seen this before. But how about the overacting and just horrific acting from the lady that's with the uh, in the tribal chief? Oh, boy. Her performance in this one was one of so, the worst performances I've ever seen in it, my life. It really was. Yeah, and they don't have anything to work with either. I mean, the story the, he, I, he's got too much going on. Every, every commercial was an, a promo for something else he's writing. I mean, he's got Indiana Jones playing a Dutton. In 19, did you see that? I, I, Harrison Ford is, is playing a Dutton in something. He's what? just got too much going on. You gotta, he's got to focus, focus in. Focus, man. Focus, focus in, land the plane. In. Play. You've got to get to an end game. Like, how's this thing going to end? Then, then maybe you'll focus in. It just ended it last season. And, and, maybe there maybe was listen, a re- I'll give him a few episodes to get it back on track, but come, that was – Maybe Too this popular. is the reason why they decided to go up against Sunday Night Football. They knew the product wasn't there. They still did $13 million? 
I'm sure they did. Because everybody tuned number. in for the first one. Head to head against NFL. You throw another, million? but if you throw another egg out there. I just, I'll tell you this. I think they'll keep a lot of it because I think a lot of yeah. people love the scenery. Yep. It is so beautifully shot, and the, the stuff that they portray is aspirational, I suppose, for some, that I think, I think their numbers will continue to be good because of it. But it's not what it was in the beginning. Certainly not. It, maybe close. it'll get back there. Maybe it'll get back there. But we'll see. I you can't keep playing the same notes, though. Nobody. And they've been doing that for a while. Right. There isn't anybody that I've talked to yet who was impressed with what they no. saw. No. The acting was just so bad. That's what I, I can't get my head around. Like, the, for example, the young girl when they did the, the flashback scene with Beth. Right. That girl was a disaster. Awful. And they should have an enormous budget. Yeah. Because it's the show's a bonanza. I don't know. Lloyd is the best. Lloyd and Rip remain the best. I know plenty of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Hey, Browns fans, any for your chance to win Browns tickets, free Milkbone dog treats for a year and more. It's all courtesy of Milkbone, the official dog treat of the Cleveland Browns. Visit browns.com slash Milkbone to enter. Then visit your local Meyer to check it all out. Varieties of Milkbone dog treats are there and available. Uh, off and running here, kids. On a Tuesday edition, we're broadcasting live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora. On a Tuesday edition of the program, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. We're broadcasting live at Buffalo Wild Wings out in Aurora. It is great to be here as we head around the NFL. Uh, Zach Ertz with a season-ending injury in Sunday's game to the Rams. That thing has fallen off the cliff. Have you watched any – Did you? are you interested at all in their in-season hard knocks with that? Uh, not Pedro was, and so I actually watched think? the first episode. I actually enjoyed it. I have it, not. I, have not is, see, I didn't see it. I but I saw that it debuted last week. It was good. So compared to a regular Hard Knocks, it's much more about the game. Like you get a whole lot of what's oh, going on on the sideline, the game planning, the discussions that they're having. You got the Kyler and uh, Hopkins like audio of when they had their little fight. So it was last week's game. Yeah. And it's like oh, a lot about the game. I thought it was backlogged. No, I would have thought it would have been like from week one. No, it was like right oh, into it. Oh, that's interesting. So, they, so they're turning a, the episode a week. Yeah, and they're making it up. like some of it's the prep for the game, and then a lot of it was the game. And just various things, Buda Baker mic'd up, and then post-game, you know, they lost. You know, Buda Baker going home, and the tiny saying his ankle hurt, and he didn't think he wasn't sure if he's going to be okay and if he was going to play. And then, he, of course, he makes a, a big interception this week that helps them win the game. But, you know, like the Hopkins-Kyler thing, that was interesting. The way that – what some of the things Cliff would say to the guys on the sideline was interesting. Yeah. It was much more an in-game breakdown, which I thought was awesome. Well, th now that's pretty intriguing. So that's fascinating. I'm glad that we were having this discussion because I would not have had that that's the way that this thing was going to yeah. go. I would have thought that it was backlogged and they would be building the season from week one up. No, it was cool. It was cool. So – for example, on the one where Hopkins was getting in the fight with Murray, Murray's very prickly. 
And you also got no the kidding. insight into the game where when Murray hurt his hamstring, even though it wasn't talked about, you could see and then watching it back, I'm like, oh, yeah, you could totally tell that he was a little bit banged up, which is why he missed the following game. It was good, though. Uh, Hopkins was just basically – Hopkins was being cool about it because he, he was wide open. And, yes. And Murray didn't see and didn't throw it. And he was just like, what are you looking at, one? What are you seeing? Like, tell me what you're seeing because this is how I, what I saw, basically. And then Hopkins uh, – Murray's like, calm down, you're going to get the ball. Like, I'm going to get you the ball, blah, 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 blah. And then it just kind of went off, and Hop was not really having it. That's um, that's what he – that's the attitude he, he projects, portrays. For projects, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just got this kind of know-it-all. But he, he – it's so interesting with him. Like, his, his backstory leading to this point, a guy who was – I mean, you could make a, a decent argument that he was as good as anybody in the history of Texas high school football. Yeah. He goes to a and I'm pretty sure his dad played at A&M. He goes to A&M, and for, as Kevin Sublin's the coach there at that time, goes to A&M, doesn't work out the way that he wants, immediately transfers to Oklahoma, and then sits. He yeah. sat for two years. He was in the, the A's system. Yeah. And honestly, like in that draft, I don't if Cliff Kingsbury's not the coach of the Cardinals, I don't know that anyone was picking him one. Now, his talent that we've seen flash validates – no doubt. The one, there's no question. But it was also – it wasn't like anybody was talking about him there until we got to the combine. Right. And, and it was really only because of Arizona. Arizona, and, you know, I mean, he was very impressive in college. And, by the way, if right, he played his whole career Right, but the stature was always an issue, an a issue, question. Right. But he followed Baker, who was not big either. Yeah, but Baker could post him up. He's a little bit broader. I don't know if he'd be able to catch him. Kyler's considered no, quick. No, 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 no. He could not catch him. It would be him. a very interesting yeah. one-on-one matchup. But right. back to the original point you were making, you know, Ertz goes down. Now they're hoping to get Hollywood Brown back. But Ertz going down is a big loss. He's been very consistent for them in the middle of the field on the season this year. Uh, he's already got 47 catches, 406 yards, and four touchdowns. So he's been a quality player for them. He goes down. Now they drafted, if I want to say, Trey McBride who they draft, I want to say, in the second round, maybe? Does that make sense? Is that the, Sounds about right. Trey McBride out of second round, yeah, out of Colorado State. So highly thought of as a pass catcher, and he's going to get his opportunity. He's going to be obviously in for a bigger role. Some more tight end news. Dallas Goddard last night, shoulder. He is out for a while. Uh, and then Cooper Cup, they're standing out today, going to IR. The Rams are, I mean. High ankle strain, dying. having surgery. Wow. Is what McVay Rams said. Do they done. have a? Um, do they have their first round pick next year? I don't think they have first round picks ever. Well, it, I know you. I don't think they ever have. You can't trade them forever, right? They do have. No, one there was at some a statue point. of limitations on when you could. Yeah, you yeah. can only trade so many years. In I don't the know future. if they have it next year, but That's I mean, it. they're already doing draft orders. Or is it? Like is that. it Detroit's? I, th- I think somebody think Detroit has it. have it. I think it's Detroit. You could flip that thing in Detroit pretty quick. You hit on a couple of picks. All right. So right now it's the Texans, number one, Raiders, number two, Panthers, three, Eagles, four from the Saints. I think it's number Jazz, five. five, six Bears, seven Seattle from Denver, eight there Lions from the Rams, nine Texans from the Browns. So Texans might have picks one and nine. Yeah. They could get good in a hurry. Yep. Steelers, 10, Lions, 11, Falcons, 12, Arizona. And I'm trying to see if there's any more trade ones. I think they're mostly in the top ten. Broncos. I was going to say, is there something with Dolphins? So the Broncos got a first-rounder back in the Bradley Chubb trade. Teams currently without a first-round pick. Browns, Rams, Dolphins, Saints, Niners. 
Wow, oh, man. Kyle went stinks, man. Boy, by the way, I hit my dad with – I hit my dad Did last night with – Did you hit him with the fields? Oh, uh, yeah. I said, you guys could have just stayed at six. Had fields, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. How did he take that? No response. How was his flight? Yeah, and they, they arrived back at their home at midnight. Where was he delayed? Our time. Uh, here and also in Dallas. So he was late getting out of here, which put him – did he miss his connection nope, in Dallas? No, made his connection, but that one was also delayed. And so <laughs> – Midnight, so which is which? Two a.m. Yeah, three a.m. Oh yeah, three. And three then he, and then and he left. Thankfully, he left at nine. Nine thirty in the from morning. your house to make sure on a so, one forty flight. I'm not a mathematician, but that's eighteen hours of travel. And I'm like, Dude, what do you do? take a nonstop flight? How was his attitude? Not my problem. <laughs> you were I'm off sure the he was clock. Fine. I'm I'm sure off the he was clock fine. on that. I'm sure, he was fine. Raiders owner Mark Davis expressing support for head coach Josh McDaniels in the Las Vegas newspaper yesterday saying, quote, I like Josh. I think he's doing a fantastic job. That's why I hired him. But you did. Jeez. Next question. Please. Yeah. What is his definition of fantastic? Two and seven, apparently. Crying They got rid of the guy, Rich Bisaccia. I like that guy. Then he wasn't he like four and one or something? He was very good for them last year. I mean, that, was a, that was a job that a lot – you could have – you know, probably for the first time in a long time, that was a job a lot of people liked. It's actually amazing that the roster is as okay as it is when you consider all the first-round picks they've just flat-out lost Yeah, their own. You know, that they've either had to cut or trade guys. He led the Raiders to the playoffs last year, was 7-5 and five in the regular season. They lost in the playoffs 7-6. and six. To Cincinnati. Yep, to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. wild card. Yeah. I mean, this is – it's a pretty – it's an incredible indictment of – of McDaniels and the whole operation there, that they're struggling the way that they're doing. And I, I hate to do that to a Northeast Ohio guy, but it's been brutal oh, man. Uh, for, for them out there. All right, Gibby wants us to uh, rank our top ten teams in the NFL right now. Is this easier ten to one or one to ten? Probably one to ten. Sure, you can do it either way you want. KC, one. Okay, KC, one. Buffalo, two. Still going Buffalo, two, huh? Yep. Actually, you sure you sure about that? I'm going to change that. I'm going to go Miami 2. There you go. I'm going to go Buffalo 3. I'll keep Buffalo 2. I'm going to go Philly 4. Here you go. You know, I got to tell you, I think this this NFC jumble. I mean, like Philly, Minnesota are so similar. The Niners sitting there, I, I like the Niners the most. Like, I would have them come into the Super Bowl. I'm fine with, I'm fine with Miami 3. I'll do that. I'm cool with that. All right. Because so I mean, they haven't lost them. with those two guys. Well, and, and Miami beat Buffalo. I know. Head to head. I think the Ravens have got to be up there. I have them at 7. So you have the three NFC teams now? Yeah. I go Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco. I go San Fran 4. You know how I feel about Philly. San Francisco, mini, Philly. Still giving Tom Brady love. Baltimore. Not ready to call that one a day. And huh? I'm going Dallas, Tampa, Cincy. Oh. That's what I'm doing. You go Dallas, Tampa, Cincy? Yeah. No Giants at 7-2? and two? No. Why do you believe in Philly so much at 8-1 and one, but the Giants not at 7-2? and Because I feel like, first of all, Jalen Hurts is – Greater than Daniel Jones, significantly so, I think. No, no, I, I just think it's a one-game difference. I think their defense is much – I think they're much just better. a better team. I think they're a much better team. 
Philly last night, though, did not have – what's the name of the guy who was like Jordan Davis, okay. the giant? And that affected them in the interior. They still held Washington to, to three yards of carry, but I thought that affected them a little bit. Now, losing Goddard, I think, is a little, a little bit of a loss there. I think it's a fairly significant loss for Philly because they've got the guys on the outside. He's the one in the middle of the room. They're going to need Quez Watkins or Zach Paschal to step up at receiver. They're going to need somebody to step up at tight end. Um, I still Giants? like them. I still think they're a complete team. Minnesota, San Giants, Francisco. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be sitting here silly arguing that the Giants are better. I don't believe it. Who's gonna, who would you take? I just think it's – of course I take Philly. I'm just saying it's interesting. Like The no Giants Jets? don't blow anybody out. They have a quality win over the Titans. Um, they that was beat, like week one, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, they, beat the, they beat the Ravens, though. They beat the Packers. October 16th, they beat the Packers. Um, but, boy, I don't know what it is with these NFC East teams. It just worked out that they're – like and these schedules are just not tough. And now they get the Lions. Yeah, they get the Lions, and they have the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then Commies, and then Eagles, Commies, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. I mean, this is where it's going to get. They haven't really played their division then. No, not at all. So that's where it's going to get interesting for them. Yeah. Thank you, Kibbe. You're welcome. I, so I think. Do you have Cincy in the top ten? You saw. Yeah, for sure. Cincinnati's in the top ten. No and then Chargers. You Tampa, Dallas, You're off Tampa. the bandwagon. No, I would I, have. I would have Chargers. I would have. I would still have Chargers in there. I would have Dallas, Cincy, Dallas. Yeah. No Tampa. Probably no Tampa yet. Okay. No Tampa Chargers yet. are just so beaten up, man. It's They're getting crazy. Keenan Allen back this week. Are they? Returning to practice. Uh, both wide receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, returning they to practice. Well, then, then they have a chance. They need Bosa. When's Bosa coming back? Yeah, but there's another. Well, one. he's not going to play. They're winning in spite of their coach. You know how that goes. Well, no, that's – boy, we got a lot of Northeast, on o, Northeast Ohio crime this morning. Yeah, he's attacking. This afternoon. Uh, McDaniels. I don't – I don't, I, you Stanley. know, I, I, from day one I have told you that the Chargers are winning in spite of their coach. Stanley's from Painesville? Yes. Jeez, the boys it. in blue put it on him last week in the playoffs. Hudson boys, regional final against Tobin. Really? Yep. Oh, my. This weekend. That's Friday a big night. one for you. That's a big matzo ball. Well, <laughs> that's a quick aside. Ohio high school sports, I, I'm sure those are recruiting from the same places. Yeah, A bunch correct. of kids from a town or an all-star conglomerate. Yeah. Like, but that's Ohio high school football. It's the way that it works. Yes, it is. You know, you got guys, who, you know, you got community teams playing, you know, private school commuting or uh, recruiting teams. It's a totally different game, to say the least. Um, yeah, I like, I, I think that it's just about getting through the next two weeks. If you're one of these teams, you know, like just survive to th get to Thanksgiving and get into December and be manageable. And that's kind of what it is. Like, I would not want a team that's smoking right now. There's too much of a season left. Yep. Survive, advance, yep. stack some dubs and away you go. I mean, trying to trying to say where these teams, it's just it's too tough. It's just way too tough. Um, all right, John Johnson will be uh, joining us at the podium coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily broadcasting out here at this beautiful Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora on Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And whether you're buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. Broadcasting live out at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora. We want to head back to Berea now, though, for the podium session of John Johnson III. Coming off a of bye week, um, could you have expected you guys to kind of, you know, have a performance like that? Um, no, I mean, 
coming off a of bye week, you know, you're rested, um, got a, like an extra couple of days to prepare. So I would say no, I didn't expect that. But, um, you know, this is the NFL and, you know, on any given Sunday, you know, you can go out there and not execute. You know, they, they get paid too. So it's uh, a tough one. I feel like guys are asking, you know, the hard self-scout type questions, kind of looking themselves in the mirror after something like that. I think so. I mean, you know, we're coming a week with a game plan and we got to execute at a high level each and every week. That's what's asked of us as players. So, I mean, um, if, it, if it takes it to a personal level, you know, individual guys looking at their performances and how they're doing and if they're doing their job at a high level, you know, that's what it takes. But um, I think, you know, at this point of time, at this point of the year, that is what's going to um, have to happen. You know, guys got to really lock in and look at themselves in the mirror and see if they're executing at a high level. Hey, John, when you guys go back and you see what you guys have done in terms of the mistakes that you need to clean up, gap integrity, tackling issues, why do you think it has been so inconsistent where you are able to have a game that you play really well in that in terms of that and then you kind of fall off? And then why do you think it's been so difficult for you guys to iron that out and make it consistent? I think it's just um, getting experience, getting reps underneath your belt. You know, each week presents different challenges and you kind of have to learn how to morph, you know, as a defense. And, um, you know, some weeks it's going to be heavy pass, some weeks going to be heavy run. Obviously, we put some stuff out there on tape that's going to keep popping up. So I think, like, each week you have to learn how to morph and adjust. And I think, you know, we haven't really hit that point where we can understand that fully. And, um, you know, if we don't, you know, it's going to keep happening. So I think we just got to learn how to, like, adapt to what's happening throughout the game, you know, at halftime, make adjustments. And, you know, it might take a guy that's not necessarily a, a – run stopper to become a run stopper you know it might take a guy that's not necessarily in pass coverage to have the drop in coverage you know it's that's the nature of the game so I think until then you know we're going to keep having these problems and do you think that there's been maybe you or other guys really stepping up in terms of making this uh, locker room a, a good place culturally even through the tough times yeah I mean I think we're still hanging in tight you know there hasn't been any you know bickering uh, you know anything like that but I think it's you know, definitely you got to look look ourselves in the mirror as a group and um, right the ship and get this thing going. You know, we're, we're running out of time. I think we're, you know, we're past the midway point now. So it's time to step it up. Hey, John, when you talk about needing to morph and adjust, um, you know, probably your best games on defense were against division opponents. Do you think maybe that's wise because you've seen those teams before and it's not a new team? A hundred percent, you know, division games are always tough, always, you know, familiar opponents. And um, like you said, we we usually do play well in those games. Um, and we have to take that same energy to maybe a, a not so familiar opponent, you know, get to be familiar with them, watching the tape, understanding what they're trying to do. You know, coaches have a philosophy, you know, even just from a, co a, a head coach can get a job, his first year on the job, he's going to do what he was taught to do by his, you know, his predecessors and stuff like that. So just get familiar with opponents. And um, like, like I said, morphing into, you know, a defense that can adapt to what they're presenting. Um, I think that is going to help. But like you said, the division games were usually on top of things. So, you know, we just got to find a way to uh, make it similar. So being able to adjust, is that more of a coach thing or a player thing? I mean, it's both like, all all schemes work. All game plans are effective. You know, it's just like you got to go out there and execute at a high level. That's what we get paid to do. You know, regardless of what's called, you know, you got to do your job at an extremely high level better than uh, the guy across from you. So it's it's both sides. Hey, hey uh, John, when we talked to uh, a couple of weeks ago, you said that guys have to prepare better, take tape home and all that business. Do you think that uh, it seemed like your message got through 
but maybe not this week. What do you think was the difference? Yeah, I, I don't think it's so much of the preparation. You know, once that once that uh, clock starts, you know, on game day, you just got to execute. You know, you can know what your assignment is. You can, you know, know what route you're going to get. But, you know, if you ain't going out there covering or going out there and standing in your gap, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. So you, you're pretty much freestyling at that point. And um, so I don't think it's a, a matter of preparation. I just think, you know, when the bright lights turn on, like, you got to execute. That's what we get paid to do. Hey, John, uh, just trying to kind of um, follow up on some of the stuff you've been saying. Like, you know, the Chargers didn't have a, a highly ranked uh, rushing attack uh, entering that game. And then it, it seemed like the same kind of story yesterday, you know. Um, was it just – do you think everybody was just so f- – from you know a defensive standpoint focused on their passing game that it was hard for you guys to adjust in real time when they were running it the way they were maybe a little bit you know our goal was definitely you know to keep the lid on uh number 10 and 17 you know they've been killing their i think number one and number four you know in the league and receiving yards um so you know that was definitely the emphasis but you know, their teams are going to run the ball. That's what we put on tape. You know, when they when they scout us, that's what we put on tape. So we knew that, you know, at any given moment they could try it. Um, their head coach was the run game coordinator in San Francisco. So, I mean, there was definitely a, a possibility and a, a strong possibility of them running the ball. So I don't think it was a lack of, you know, preparation or anything like that. I just think it's got to execute at a higher level. And, I'll, you know, just I, I want to ask a, a, a guy like you who's been around um, – and, you know, it's being counted on uh, in a leadership role. A lot of fans, you know, point to, uh, you know, video on uh, on the Internet and they say, you know, there's just there's not the the effort that the Browns need. Do you see that? Do you see the effort you guys need or is it lacking in your mind? I mean, I think you can always do better. I don't think guys are just going out there letting people score. I don't think that at all. Um, you can always ramp it up a little bit, but um, no, we're, we're trying it. We're giving it our all. If a guy isn't, I don't think he'll be playing on this defense. So um, I don't think that's really a, a big thing, but it's just uh, execution has to be high. Yeah. John, you guys have, uh, you know, so much talent on your side of the football and you don't really seem to have many, uh, you, you don't seem to have any, you know, personality problems and stuff like that, that kind of, kind of eat away at a team internally, but I guess just how surprised and disappointed are you that that side of the ball seems to be the, seems to have had the most trouble this season? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Um, definitely disappointed. You know, I think, you know, on our side of the ball, we could have won, you know, a couple more games for us. And, um, but yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you turn on the tape and there's obvious mistakes. There's obvious, you know, not execute at a high level. I keep saying at a high level because that's what it takes in this league. It's not like, you know, guys are just stinking it up, but, you know, we need more. We got to be better. And, um, you know, whatever it takes, we got to get it done. And, and how do you – you had mentioned earlier there's not a lot of bickering going on behind the scenes. Guys are still pretty cohesive. Uh, how, how do you maintain that going forward regardless of what the results going forward might be? How do you keep the team together so that that doesn't start to pop up? Because I'm sure, as you know, it's pretty easy for that type of stuff to happen when things don't go your way. Yep. hundred percent. You know, we just got to keep pushing, um, stay at it, you know, keep hammering, keep our head down. That's what, you know, this city and that's what this organization is about. So, you know, like I said, I'm, it's a good thing that we don't have, you know, any static, but like we want to win, we want to win for, for the fans. We want to win for the city. So we just got to keep our head down, keep grinding, keep pushing. Um, John, I'm going to try to ask two here real quick. So uh, the first one is, you know, it's halfway through the season. So what can you guys do 
at this point to actually get better at tackling and, and your run defense. So that's number one. And then I'll just ask the second one real quick. Um, and I'll remind you what it is later if you end up forgetting. But, uh, you know, Miles talked about, yeah, hey, we've got the Bills and the Bucks up next. We have to win both of them. But there's no way that, you know, those guys are, uh, you know, that we feel they're unbeatable. You know, we still feel super confident. So that was gonna, that'll be my follow-up question. But the first one, again, is what can you do now to get the run defense um, improved? Yeah, I mean, just just cut it loose. I mean, watch the tape. I feel like it's a little – you can see a little bit of hesitancy, you know, like guys being hesitant. Um, just cut it loose. Have fun. You know, enjoy what you're doing. Um, understand why we're doing certain things. And, um, yeah, just do it at a high level. I think – just don't be so uptight. You know, we know where we're going to get. Like, just understand it. You know, have a calm presence about yourself and, and just cut it loose. Um, and, and in addition to what Miles said, uh, that he's exactly right. I mean, Buffalo, are, they're coming off of a loss. Uh, you know, we're going to have their best shot. Um, they're a good team. It's going to be a super-duper challenge, but and we're on the road. But like you said, they're not unbeatable. Um, I think if we don't beat ourselves, we, gives our, we give ourselves a chance. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, we just got to go out there and do it. And um, like I said, just cut it loose, have fun. You know, at this point, you know, it's not really much to lose. You know, you just got to go out there, have fun, and, you know, look up at the scoreboard and see see what happens. Well, I certainly hope we play that way. I hope we play footloose, fancy-free, let it all hang out in six feet of snow. That's right. Gibbe, are you ready for this? According to AccuWeather, parts of western New York, including Buffalo, could be buried under four to six feet of snow later this week thanks to a potentially historic lake effect event. That is the latest update. And Buffalo is literally the epicenter of this. You know what we have to do? Tell me. When the whole thing. hotel bar better be stocked. Because oh, if we're, we're stuck not going there for anywhere. four or five days. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're going to go live. Stuck there? What, are those, what, what if are those, we can't get out? What are those beef sandwiches they have there? You're just going to eat those. The weck. The weck. The weck. Beef weck. Yes. Beef weck. That's it. That's going to be Buffalo your operation. Wings, beef weck. Dinosaur barbecue. And that, that's famous in downtown Buffalo. What's that, uh, what's that bad beer that they love there? It's off like the cream something. I don't know. I'm not making this up. There's a I there's a famous. I if I can get Duff's wings via DoorDash, we'll be fine. Duff's. I can live off. They're deal. not even that yep. good. How about deal. that hot take? What's the one? There's like a hotel place, or there's some other place that's really good. And none well, better than the ones we're having here. No, I'll tell no. You these are I was going to say, the Asian yeah. zing that I'm currently eating You're is unbelievable. There's no mango habanero at that place, my no, friend. No, that's not happening. Um, all right, fans, mark your calendars. Face off on the lake presented. Now that's when you want the six feet of snow. Face off on the lake. There it that is. That would give you that. I feel like that might cancel the game or postpone it. <laughs> well, you want it leading up to it. It's a Genesee cream ale is what I was talking about. I have about. never heard of that or seen it in my really? life. Really? Oh, you haven't lived. Yeah. I don't I know. I feel like all you right. have. I'm thinking about it all right. I think you're I've never seen that can. Let's see. No, I got nothing on that. I've had it. It's fine. Yeah, that's the one. Is it though. like a – Yeah. What's it trying to be? Like a – Jenny Cream Ale? Yeah. That's see? the buffalo. What's it trying to be? Yeah. What's it, is, it like, is it like a Guinness or is it – When I hear cream, I think like it would be like a Guinness. <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, anyway, Face Off the Lake presented by Meyer, the first major outdoor hockey game at First Energy Stadium. It's February 18th. It's the Buckeyes and the Wolverines at First Energy Stadium. For a limited time, purchase four tickets for 50 bucks at the mezzanine level. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 
50-50 for more on that. Reggie Langhorn here in studio, in studio, in restaurant. Yeah. He will join us coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. You transform your current bathroom into a custom bath that will feel like a spa. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler with expert and factory trained installers. They're ready to go. They can do it for you in about a day. For 500 bucks off, give them a call right now at 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. That's perfect this time of year. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com as we're broadcasting live out here in Aurora at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Joined by Browns legend Reggie Langhorn here in studio. Good to see you, man. How you hey, doing? Good how you guys see you, doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's nice to get on the east side of town this time of year. That's right. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's my you hear that, Gibbe? See? Huh? You, you met your wife over here, I right? I met my this... wife at Tanglewood Country Club a long time oh. ago. My father-in-law used to own it, so uh, I got my mother-in-law and father-in-law today visiting. That's awesome. Grabbing <laughs> some wings. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, That's this perfect. is perfect. You know, it's it's interesting. You you think about this time of year, and we're, we're talking, having a little fun about the fact that these guys are going to be dealing with three feet of snow um, in Buffalo. And um, while there is certainly something to a climate-controlled and perfect environment, this time of year it does feel like AFC North, AFC East, NFC. You think about some of the games you played in and some of these conditions, man. How? Did, first of all, what was it like playing in those? And then do, were there any tricks that you used to stay warm? I'm thinking about all the, all the high school kids are going to play this Friday night, right. these cold temperatures. Any tricks you used to stay warm? It, it, probably none. I'll I tell you what, Frank Minifield used to always say, socks and jocks, baby, socks and jocks. <laughs> and that's how we came out. But, I, you know, I went to school down in North Carolina, and I'm from Virginia. So they actually coming up to Cleveland back in 1985, I wasn't aware of how much it snowed up here. And you look at this football team that's going to play in Miami at 89 degrees one right. week and in Buffalo probably at sub degrees this week where maybe snow all over the place. But it gives our football team a nice time to, to opportunity to run the football. So uh, it's going to be a smash mouth game. Uh, AFC East, AFC yeah. North. Let's see who can get at it. When you look at this team, and obviously the record is not what any of us want, what has stood out to you from a positive standpoint offensively, and then what, what do we need to fix so that we can win these games? You know, it's nice to see Amari Cooper uh, be the receiver he's been, although he didn't play or didn't get the opportunities as he did uh, in, in the game before against Cincy, but he's played pretty solid all year. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has done a great job. The offensive line losing – two centers pretty much before the season started. Yep. They still find a way. You know, Coach Callahan has done a great job with that offensive line. You know, not as great as they would like to against Miami, but I would say as solid as any group. For the year. And, yeah. of course, Nick Chubb. I mean, he just keeps yeah. showing up to work. Lunch pails, still steel toe shoes, and Nick does his job. And Jacoby Brissett has done an outstanding job as a backup quarterback. Far exceeded the expectations that I had yeah. on him as a quarterback. So, as a group, I think that's been great. The unfortunate part is being able to figure out why can't we be better week in and week out? You know, what are we not doing in the second half of games? We don't seem to be getting better, and that's kind of the thing that when I talk to my guys, it's like there's always this coaching thing, this mindset that my coach can help me figure out what I'm doing wrong 
on the move, mm -hmm. not on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but in a game time, at halftime, um, after a series, he can come over and say, listen, this is what's going on, and this is what we're going to do, and then we're able to, to plug the hole. Yeah, and we have, we've struggled to do that so far this year. You mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's been sensational, really. He's now over 70 yards and four straight, 50 yards and six straight, both the longest streaks of his career. What, has, what have you seen from him in his development? What has allowed him to kind of take that next step? He, he makes the big catches with people climbing all over him. I mean, I, I say this to a lot of young receivers, I, and I see them in college. Everybody just takes off and runs outside, and all of a sudden they limit themselves with space on the out-of-bounds area. The sideline is a defender. You yep. want to stay away from the, from, the, uh, from the sideline. And he's doing a better job at it, but I would love to be able to see the stack the, the defender and keep him on top. He's a big guy. You shouldn't get pushed outside. So I, I think there's growth for him. He's talented. He catches a tough ball. So I think there's nothing but a, a higher ceiling for, uh, for Donald Peoples-Jones. Th this last one was the tough one, right? Because you had, you had a couple of games in a row where, I mean, even the Baltimore game, you lose it, but – you played probably what we all think is the style that is going to be necessary, the way this team is constructed right now. Then you have the best performance against Cincinnati. You go into the bye, you feel pretty good. Hey, we're still kind of in this thing. Like, let's get a couple of wins here. You knew that the challenge is going to be stiff. So that's why this ball, this Miami game stings so bad, right? Because it's not just the loss. I think I mean, you're underdogs for a reason, but it was just kind of the way that it happened that was a tough swallow. And, and you know, you go back to the J Jets game. Uh, you had opportunities to put them away and you didn't. You go to the Chargers game and you had two opportunities to put them away and you didn't. Uh, we had a lot of that happening last year when Baker Mayfield was a quarterback. We could never seem with the ball in our hands to be successful. And we run into the same thing now. And then you can delve deep into what's going on, and, but the bottom line is it's not getting completed. And I don't know if we're a good finishing football team. I mean, we can come out, and, and, and I'm always amazed that you can go down the field for eight, nine, ten play drive and look absolutely perfect. And then the t defense adjusts, and then we can't figure ourselves out of a brown paper bag. So that is the problem that bothers me. Why aren't we getting better? Um, our younger players being taught uh, the smaller techniques. You, you take some of the good guys in the National Football League. They improve. Your team improves. And from year to year, you've got to have improvement. Or then we've got something wrong, and maybe the, the, the I guess the things aren't being answered and players aren't understanding or comprehending it or you just can't get enough out of your players and that's the question that I have for it. That's always the thing you're listening to Cleveland Brown Saley on ESPN 850 WKNR Cleveland um, you know th that's that's the the thing that's a little tricky here we talked about this a lot this year as you as you find about like when we start to dig a hole who's the guy that is pounding the chest follow me let's get this thing back right most of our best players are pretty quiet guys, Nick and Miles and Denzel. And, um, you know, most of those guys are pretty quiet guys. Jacoby definitely isn't, but, you know, Deshaun's waiting in the wing. So it's kind of hard for him to be that type of guy. And and I do wonder if that is something that, that we miss, you know, a fiery leader that would – that'll because when it starts to go bad, it feels like we, sometimes we can't get out of it. You know, a lot of people really don't need the rah-rah guy. Mm -hmm. But it, it also – uh, it, the play is not rah-rah. That's the part yeah. for me. Um, we play or a reflection of our head coach is one thing. Bill Belichick very seldom yells in front of the press and, and comes off so, so normal that uh, people don't even like his press interviews. But if you ever watch him on the sideline, 
Have you ever watched his intensity when he's trying to get a point across to a young player? I watched that when they were here in New England and the receiver didn't get off fast enough, and he was two inches from his face directing him. And, uh, you know, maybe Coach Stefanski doesn't have that in him. He's not that guy. But football teams, there's a heartbeat mm-hmm. in a locker room. Mm-hmm. There are things that players together somehow come together, and they seem to play with more fire and energy because there's guys that lead maybe by example and not by what they do and jumping up and down. We haven't seen that fire. You saw it against Cincinnati. You'll see it when a game starts, but somewhere in there we lose that intensity, we lose that fight, and that's the same thing I said. What can we do to, to twist it to be able to understand that, hey, guys, this is it. We get 17 chances a year. We've already wasted six of them. Four of them really wasted because we had the chances yeah. to win those games. Now, what are we going to do now? You're going into Buffalo. You watched Washington play last night against Philadelphia, who was undefeated. They came out with fire. They yeah. punched him in the mouth, and they kept punching him in the mouth. They took the ball away from him. They shoved it down their throat, and that's the fire I'm talking about. Whether or not their coach screams or yell, the, the team still needs that fire. Yeah, and we've got to get that. It's that fire. It's that passion you're talking about. And then to me, the other thing is it's the consistency of execution. And you look at our last four games, you know, New England and last week defensively couldn't have been worse. They did anything that they wanted to do, the Patriots as well as the Miami Dolphins. And then in between that, you have two games against Baltimore and Cincinnati. Maybe it's because you know those teams well. Maybe you kind of have the answers to the test, but – it's the lack of consistency on a defense that is clearly less than the sum of its parts right now is concerning. I will always say this. Football games are won on the interior. If you can run the football and, and protect your quarterback, you've got a heck of a chance as an offensive unit. If you can stop the run, you can win football games defensively. We cannot stop the run. That is a problem. Our interior linemen, our linebackers, everybody's off base. There are gaps that you could drive a Cadillac through on Sunday, and it's been consistent. And this is another thing. We have no design to plug the hole up. They keep doing it week in and week out, so what do you think is going to happen to Buffalo? The same thing. So if you don't have a plan, somebody's got to come up with a plan. Some players got to figure out, what am I going to do special? How can I make the better play? Or a coach that can say, listen, we're going to get away from the 4-3, go to a 3-4, put a nose there, just hold up guards. I don't know. I'm not smart enough. But I know this. They get paid to figure out ways to help these guys. And no one's helping them because they keep getting beat by the run. On teams that average 60 and 70 yards, they're running the ball for 200 yards against us. Makes no sense. It it doesn't. And I wonder, you know, one of the things we talked about going into this season was, you know, the interior of the defensive line. You know, would Jordan Elliott step up? Would Tommy Togiai? Listen, our guys in the middle, Elliott, 303, probably generous. Taven Bryan, 290. Winfrey, 290. Togi, yeah. 290. And 290 is so definitely generous. So you're saying they're generous. light in the butt. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well think, about, think about who we went against yesterday or on Sunday. Raekwon Davis, 335. John Jenkins, 340. Christian Wilkins, 310. Zach Sealer, 305. They're there the is guys we had last year. We, and right, Malik McDowell and Malik, Malik Jackson, Jackson were bigger guys. Right. We don't have that size. And when you have linebackers behind that who are Deion Jones, 227, Jeremiah, 221, Taki, 240. He's our biggest guy back there. But those guys have to be free to run around. You watch Miami, you know, Landon Roberts and Jerome Baker. Baker's 225, Roberts is 230. They're not big, but they were free. And the problem was, you mentioned it, in the middle of the field, they were getting five yards down the field right. on average before they were contacted. That's just that's a stat. That's not an, an observation or a thought. Oh, that's real. That's a real number. They were averaging more than five yards a carry before we touched a running back. 
you can't do that. I mean, that's that's unacceptable and it's untenable. And you mentioned it. The Chargers couldn't run the ball. Now, there have been games where we sell out to stop the run and we've done Correct. it. New England, we actually did a good job against the run. Then Bailey Zappi lit us up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> you know, we did a pretty good job against the run against the Bengals and the Ravens. Again, we're very familiar with those teams. But it's unbelievable when it just gets the efficiency of the ground game for the Chargers oh, who can't run it and for the Miami Dolphins who don't run it was astounding, and, and we got whooped. And in those games, it's the odd thing is we couldn't run it in either of those games either. It was like, we can't run it against New England. We can't run it against Miami. They're going to run it all over us. It's just wild. Well, we got to figure out what to do because obviously we didn't do a good job filling these holes from last season because when you know you're going into a 17-week season and your biggest guy is 303, then there's a problem. He's right, and just as on the offensive side, it feels like we can plug anybody in. Yeah. Right. And it works. It does not feel that way on the defensive side. Certainly not no. in the interior of the defensive line. You drafted guys that you needed to take steps forward. And, you know, you look at pro football focus, but you don't even need to look at it. You just watch the games. Elliott's near the bottom. Togia might be the bottom or he's second worst uh, amongst their rankings. Perion hasn't played the last two weeks, been active, and there's things going on there. So it, it's rough, and there aren't, there aren't solutions out there. You know, no, that's the problem at this it's, point in the season. But you're going to need to address, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to draft that. He's just a two-down player. Well, Sometimes you need a two-down yep. player for those two downs so you can get into the third and long and then go get after the quarterback. I agree. Yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. Good. Still fun talking to you, buddy. Yeah. Well, thank you guys thank for inviting you for your me time. on. I appreciate it, and good luck. And uh, right. let's hope they uh, are able to slow down Buffalo so we can put some points on the board, yeah. which uh, we haven't maybe, had an maybe, issue all year. Right? No, no, you can score. You certainly could score. Do you have, go ahead. I was going to say, you talked about as a player, you only you said, I think, socks and jocks to get ready for the cold games. But now in your role uh, on the sidelines during games, I imagine you have a much uh, I got more thorough regimen. An yeah. overshirt, <laughs> an undercoat, and an overcoat. <laughs> Layer it up. I am layered up, exactly. baby. Exactly. Exactly. Good thing talking to you guys. Thanks a lot yeah. for having me on. Thank Reggie, you. Thank you so much. The great Reggie Langhorn joining us here. Uh, appreciate you a great deal, man, out here at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. When you depend on your Browns win, you can always depend on OBM. They can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or OhioBusinessMachines.com. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing with a 5% kilk of alcohol. It's thirst down and gold. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted as we are broadcasting live out here in beautiful Aurora at this wonderful Buffalo Wild Wings out here on location. Gibbe is here as well. Got him all the way over from I the west side. I have been here before. Uh, I want to say for like- an NCAA tournament when I worked at ESPN. Yeah? We, we were here all day into the night. We did every one of our shows from this place. Really? It was awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's it was good. It was. It was great. We had a 
a good time was had by all all day. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, this this place is great. Good location. Uh, very good to see. All right, we got one thought from every game, sir. Take yes, it away. Yes, sir. All right, Sunday night foosball. The San Francisco 49ers improved to five and four on the year. They take down the Los Angeles Chargers, 22-16. Zagura, since uh, this is Pedro, not Pedro's team, you first. The absolute decimation of what was a pretty good Chargers roster was on full display on Sunday night. Yeah, it was. On offense, you were without Mike Williams. You were without Keenan Allen. You were without Guyton, who was actually their number three receiver. You were without Gerald Everett, who went down in the game, who was basically the de facto number one in that their starting tight end. Obviously, we're there without Rashawn Slater, the left tackle. That's five on offense. Defensively, big free agent signing was J.C. Jackson, who's led the league in interceptions over the last few years. Yep. He's out. Joey Bosa has been out. You look at their defensive line. They cut Jerry Tillery. Now, that means he wasn't up to snuff. Their first-round pick in 19. They lost Austin Johnson for the season due to injury. Then, in this game, they lose Otito Obanya with to the knee and Christian Covington Peck in the same game. They also are without Chris Rump, another starting nickel corner. So you think about that is of their 22 principal players, they're operating without 12 of them. And of their top eight guys, basically all of them except for Khalil Mack, Samuel, Herbert, and Eckler. But yeah, some of their top of 10, they're without the rest of Williams, Keenan Allen, yeah. the left tackle, Bosa, J.C. Jackson. I mean, it's, it's wild how bad they are there. And the other thing is the Niners with – the Niners have a chance, I think, to be really, really good. Getting Elijah Mitchell back, allowing them to keep Christian McCaffrey fresh, it was awesome to watch that offense operate. But, man, George Kittle's like a blocker now. He, they don't even throw him the ball at all. It's crazy. No, they don't. Um, look, it's – you, you hit on one a, thought? That felt like 16, but that's okay. Thank you. You, you, you were dialed into that one. I, I'm with you. I, I think my big – you hit on all the Chargers stuff in great detail. I, I would say this from a 49ers standpoint. I'm really fascinated to see – how Kyle does this going forward because they are really diverse. They obviously don't have the home run deep ball, but they're probably they, they have a potential to be as uh, inventive as I've seen any team horizontally in the league with with McCaffrey in there with Debo and the way that he misdirects it. So I Maybe I next really to like Miami. <laughs> I really like that 49ers team. I really do. All right, up next, guys, the late day games on Sunday. The and their interim coach, former player. With a big win over the Las Vegas Raiders, 25-20. to 20. Bishop, one thought from you. Emotion's a powerful thing, right? I, I believe mean, they have Philly this week. We'll see how it goes. Well, it, it's probably not going to last, but, I mean, the reason I picked them to cover, I, I think I picked them to win or cover either way, is because sometimes you just need a little juice. That was an operation that was headed in the wrong directions. Everyone's questioning them. Then you get a rah-rah guy who's a legend, a Colts legend. Reggie Wayne's bought in. Edger and James is on the sideline. Matt Ryan's playing again. All of a sudden, they look like the Colts team. Now, the, the Raiders stink. But I do think that emotion, We sometimes you think, oh, they're pros. They just get, go do your job. Now, sometimes you need a little more, and I think Jeff Saturday did that. By the way, Shaq Leonard out for the rest of the year. He's having surgery now today. The Raiders are putrid. They yeah, are yeah. awful. They're poorly coached. They execute poorly. Their defense is dreadful. They're awful. On the other side of it for the Indianapolis Colts, I want, I am demanding a 30 for 30 on what happened. Matt Ryan being benched, how did that happen? Why did that happen? How integral was that in the firing of Frank Reich? Jeff Saturday comes in. Matt Ryan all of a sudden is allowed to start again. Right. He goes 17 to 21. Like, how did we get to the point where I just, I think the last month of Indianapolis Colts football, the behind the scenes part of it, 
is fascinating what, drama. Better than what we saw from Yellowstone, Drew. Better than what we saw from Yellowstone. Weren't they the hard knocks in season last year? Yes. They were. Yeah. This year would have been unreal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, backup quarterback city, and it's the Cardinals prevailing 27-17. to Zagura. Even without Zach Ertz, if they get Hollywood Brown back, the Cardinals have a chance to be really fun on offense. Hopkins is incredible. Hollywood Brown was playing great before he got hurt. He's got the speed. And then the guy that's starting to become something is Rondale Moore. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch the space that is created. There'll be even more space once Hollywood Brown is back. Uh, I, I like that. The Rams are – we called that they were done, but you never thought, like, done meant that they Not were going to go, like, 5-12. and 12, But that's, that's what they're staring at. They are awful. Bishop. Yeah, it's. It, I think from the Rams' standpoint, I, I was trying to think if there's a – you know, the last Super Bowl champion who went off a cliff. It's been a minute. Yeah, a complete cliff. Like that just – Was it Carolina what, the year after they went? Did they fall did off they of a cliff? Did they go all the way off? They weren't – but they didn't win it. They didn't win it. No, you're saying a champ, I'm right? saying a yeah, Super Bowl – Yeah, a lot of people hangover. A lot of, a lot of hangovers sure. for the team who finishes second. The last Super Bowl champion who fell off a cliff, it's been a long time. Yeah. Since we had one like that. I don't know. I couldn't even think of it. Yeah, I can't think of one that was – did the, did the Patriots? Did Brady win it his last year in New England? He didn't. No, they lost. No, to the they Chiefs. lost in the divisional round, I believe. Yeah. Not wild card, divisional. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can't think of one where where a team won the Super Bowl and was this bad the next year. And they have, in order to improve it, they have to pray that people come there for discounts because they don't they have, have first round picks. They have no picks. Yeah. Up next, guys, the Packers. Are they back? Or are they not back? They take out the Dallas Cowboys, the reunion and the reuniting of Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Packers 31, Cowboys 28 in OT, Bishop. I picked this one too, and I, I as soon as I saw Mike McCarthy get off the, the plane in that Lombardi coat, the full-length camel, I said, Rodgers, they'll sort it out. Figure out a way. There's no way they're letting that guy come in there. You know, that's the coat that he wore when he watched every NFL game, yeah, which is why he got exactly. a job again because he watched every – NFL, but then game. somehow didn't Study. know anything that had happened. I didn't in know the NFL. anything. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> um, look, it's uh, it, this was obviously a must-win for the Packers. Watch Christian Watson a little bit here the next couple of weeks. Pay a little bit of attention to him. I can see the Packers going on a little bit of a run. Their schedule's really ambitious. It's really uphill, but you do wonder if this will be something that'll springboard them. Zagura. Yeah, Christian Watson four catches, 170 yards, three touchdowns. He's going to be the waiver wire darling in every league this week. Go ahead and give him a look. Um, I thought that the best pass of the day, though, was McCarthy throwing down his headset. Kick the field goal. Like, Brent Myers got plenty of leg right there. Yeah. Kick the field goal and take the lead. It was a stunning decision. What a collapse. They were up 14. I said, you knew that you were like, I called it. But if it weren't for the Cowboys and McCarthy being McCarthy, like, they were well on their way to blowing that game out. I mean, that was a blowout. It was a beating for a while. Sometimes you count on McCarthy being McCarthy. That's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Indeed. The early games on Sunday – Minnesota, 33, Buffalo, 30 in overtime. Candidate for the game of the year in the National Football League, Zagura. Lead us off with one thought. Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the NFL, made not one of the best catches of the season. I've watched that now a bunch of times. That might be one of the best catches of all time. It's really good. Given the difficulty of it, given the fact that it was a contested, one-handed, insane catch. And and given the moment in the game. It was nuts. And he said that Kirk Cousins told him before that, he's like, look, I, I might just throw it up to you. He did. Justin Jefferson gets it. He's playing at an unreal level. Since week four, 814 receiving yards he has since week four. This was a can't lose if you're Buffalo. 
execute a snap. Don't throw that pick. Like, you can't lose this game at home. Their second I mean, half struggles are are real. Yeah, it's you know it's a really nice win for Minnesota, but this was handed to them on a on a bop botched botched snap. You can't you can't have that happening. Got to be able to execute. All right, up next, guys. Kansas City continues to cruise. They improved to seven and two on the year. They knock off Jacksonville twenty-seven to seventeen. Bishop, one thought from Kadarius Tony. Just plug and play, kids. Yeah. First round talent. Pat Mahomes spinning it. Yep. I like it. Um, yeah, I, he's going to win the MVP. I, I think it's headed that way. Very. We had that at very the straightforward. Yeah, it did, and it's. It, it feels like th- that he's headed that way, and they, to me, are the best team in the NFL, and they've got a lot of weapons that there's – watch some of those guys. Remember we talked so much about Sky Moore and those guys? Yep. Pay attention to those guys here, and then as this – the next month as Andy Reid gets them up and running. I, they, they've, they're really diverse with how they can attack you. Zagura. Come on. Why couldn't the Jags just get inside of 10 points? Like, it wasn't that hard. Come on. I only needed to score 20 in this one. I thought they would for sure. Uh, they struggled, obviously. How about this? They won the turnover battle 3-0 and lost by 10, 27-17. Mm-hmm. Wild there. Uh, this is my question for both the Chiefs. You said Chiefs best team and really the top teams on our list. I think if I were to say which team in can run the ball to protect the lead the best of the top four teams on our list, which would be the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Dolphins, it's the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins with Wilson now. Now, yeah. which is a wild thing to say, but that's part of the pro- – they, they don't run it all that well. Isaiah Pacheco is is making them better. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out of the rotation. I think he played six snaps in that game. But that's an interesting thing. These teams don't know how to put things away in the fourth quarter. Sometimes it gets tough when you're all you can do is throw the football. Yeah. Up next, guys, the Lions knock off Chicago, thirty-one to thirty, a shootout in the NFC Norris Division. Detroit getting their third win of the year. Zagura, one thought from you. Fields is unbelievable. Most rushing yards by a quarterback in back-to-back games in NFL history. Uh, he has been phenomenal, but again, some missed opportunities as well. Uh, you get a pick six to Jeff Akuda, a little Ohio State on Ohio State. Yeah, Buckeye, like on Buckeye crime. Yeah, uh, but how about the Lions? Big win for them, I think. That was a huge win for them. Bishop. Yeah, I, I think both of these operations are doing what they want. I think the Bears are getting fields to flourish and losing. So what you had that mock draft up there picking fifth, fourth, fifth, something like that. Well, you're going to get the best receiver, the best, you know, best offensive skill player in the draft. You should get them. And then you give Justin Fields a little bit of help, or maybe it's a tackle. Who knows? Um, and the Lions. Come on. You wouldn't. Uh, no, would you take not. a tackle over Jamar Chase? Well, the Chase? only thing no. is, is I don't know that there is a Jamar Chase in this draft. I don't know that there's that type of. This is not the Judy. Yeah. You know, Waddle, Chase, Jefferson <laughs> or drafts. Or next year's draft. Right. And Jackson Smith and Jigba was that, but he hasn't played this entire season at Ohio State. Like, if he doesn't get hurt, he would be their pick. But he hasn't played all year. Now, Chase didn't either. People know what and he people, is, though, pe- right? He, yeah, but I think that there's a little bit of questioning him from the standpoint of what he did last year was in the shadow of Alave and Wilson. Yeah, right. With- and he outshined them, but how much of it was them taking? taking. You know, so I think there's more questions around him than there were, there were around, around Jamar Chase. I feel like the Bears screwed up whatever little momentum they had as a team with the deals they made at the trade deadline. Yeah, they're once they. I think once they figured out, oh, this I, is I what Fields not, is. Yeah. 
They went, well, give us assets. Yep. You know, I wouldn't have done the Claypool deal for what they gave up. No, but. no. But I, I don't know. We'll see how this all plays out. I get why they did what they did, but. They weren't going to get anything for Roquan. They figured they would get something at this point, and that's that. You know? yeah. Worst game of the week, guys. Up next, Steelers 20, Saints 10. Rough. Bishop, one thought from you. Three instances here where teams that, you know, could feel like could have gone either way, but they there's a culture, right? There's a culture in Green Bay. There's a culture in Pittsburgh. There's a culture in Tampa Bay now with Brady. And they all bowed up. This, I had yep. a feeling this would happen. I just, it just felt like Pittsburgh yep. would bow up. TJ Watts back. Yeah, get a little juice. Yep. There we go. Yeah, I mean they're still bad, but I mean they, you know, every once in a while that they're, they're, those type of franchises don't push the chips in and say we'll see you in 2023. Well, they've never had a losing season no. under Tomlin, and he finally beat the Saints. That's the first time he's ever beaten the Saints. Now he's yeah. beaten every team. In the NFL, can we get Jameis Winston back in there with the Saints so at least it, it yeah, feels I, fun? Dalton is – come on. You can't do that. It's so bad. I believe bad. I had this last week. It's so boring. You can't do that. Uh, one thought, Zagura, from you quickly as we're up against it. Giants 24, Texans 16 since you were a non-believer of the Giants. I, I don't think that they're that great. I think the Texans are bad. They've had their – as you talked about their schedule earlier, they've had a very fortunate schedule. Yeah. And they've beaten teams – that they're supposed to beat, so that's good. Saquon Barkley is all the way back, 35 carries, 152 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, that is incredible the way he's back. He's going to be the comeback player of the year, I would expect. I'm still not. I still don't think the Giants can beat people on their level, but they're doing a good job winning the games they're supposed to win. I, I don't. I'm fascinated to see. I know the talks broke off over the weekend till after the season, but what's Saquon Barkley worth? I mean, knowing that running backs. I mean, I, it's he a won't. throwing league. I would imagine the Nick Chubb would be the probably what the Giants are thinking that type. I would, I would think, but yeah. it won't be. It's, you're not, you'll never see a Zeke type thing again. No. Uh, one thought from you, Bishop. Titans seventeen, Broncos ten. Vrabel. <laughs> I mean, like you know, like just Vrabes has got. The, 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 he's the he is the he is the best version of Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got a little bit more probably of the f- football acumen stuff, uh, but he is the best version of that, and they love him, man. They and, love him. And that team follows him everywhere. Follow me to freedom, yep. and they will. One final it was thought. Sloppy, but you know, sixty seconds. Tampa Bay twenty-one, Seattle sixteen. Denver is awful. There's my thought on that game. They are ridiculous. Uh, Tampa Bay still dangerous. They are still dangerous. They're getting healthier on defense. They're getting healthier on offense. Godwin's getting healthy. They mix in the rookie, Rashad White. Yeah. He looked very good. Brady is still playing at a high level. If they don't win the division, it's on them. They're going to win <laughs> the division, and they're going to be they're going to be a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs. The Germans like the football. Love it. I'd like, to, I'd like I'd to go. I need yeah. some of those plastic pitchers at yeah. First Energy Stadium. Yeah, I like those a lot. Maybe yeah, those in the good. booth. Those were <laughs> – all right, good job out of you, Gibby. Hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners is offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets for an upcoming home game. Just mention promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply on that. We'll do a little bit of better or worse, correct? Yes, Poizel with the week off. He's on assignment. Oh, there you go. A little better or worse. Uh, coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily live out here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 SPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here from my friends who are new home exteriors. Upgrade the look and value of your home with new siding from a new home exteriors. Ranging in every architectural style and over 50 colors. Save thousands this month for the new home exteriors end of the year siding sale. 24 months, no payments, no interest, and take advantage of end-of-year deals before January 1 price hikes, hikes kick in. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. Broadcasting live out here, gorgeous Buffalo Wild Wings in beautiful Aurora. Time yes. for a little better or worse. Hello, Gibby. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, a couple things from our great friends here at Buffalo Wild Wings yep. in Aurora. Holiday planning upon us. Buffalo Wild Wings can make any get-together or outing effortless. Uh, the B-Dubs party menu has a delicious variety that can cover anyone. Contact your favorite Buffalo Wild Wings location in Northeast Ohio today to learn more. Don't forget about B-Dubs bonus days. Today is Wing Tuesday. Buy one order of traditional wings. Get the second order 50% off. Oh, my. Yeah, Ooh, how about that? Big win, big win. Boneless Thursday. Buy any uh, one order of boneless wings. Get the second order free. And, of course, what? Yeah, I know. Those are some pretty good deals still here. In the Those century. are, yeah. And uh, still the great place to check out football in general. College or pro, some big college games coming up on the horizon. It's immaculate. Uh, yeah. TV's it's everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. The you boots can, are awesome. Bars and bars. The high tops are big, great. I'm a big high top guy. Same. I like a high top. I like all the games I need. They're all here. And you look at this. Even at the in. bar right here, you got outlets for every Charger. seat. Oh, coat hanger for every seat. I it's mean, a genius. They've yeah. thought of everything. They've thought of it all. I like it. Big, big fan. little potato wedge with cheese action. Love it. No losers. No one's lost. Nope. Nobody gets hurt. No one. Only winning. Time to win now. Higher Lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery. Offering easy ways to keep gambling fun. Way to trample the live read, Lachey. Uh, from <laughs> NFL.com and Dan Hansis. Yeah, week 11 in the National Football. Hold on a second. <laughs> by the way, where's the Minnesota Vikings call? Do we have that? Can we play that? Did you hear this? What is this? Have you heard the Vikings game-winning call? The interception by Pat Pete? No. So, Paul Allen, he's crazy. He's the He's the one who got the Rodgers thing, yes. right? Yes. Isn't he the guy? Yeah. He's also the guy. Remember when we're at the Combine and he kicks off his show at 9 a.m.? Screaming. Scre- and we're oh, like, yeah, yeah. whoa. What is that? Whoa, yeah. this is a little early it's for aggressive. this. Yeah. He's the play-by-play guy. Who's the color guy? I have no idea, but you want to – it wasn't even a Lachey. It was a steamroller. <laughs> he took over. He made the play-by-play. The play-by-play guy started, said, you know, Peterson, interception, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. The color guy then takes over, screams, and yells, and then makes the call. <laughs> like, he did the – he became the play-by-play guy. It was outrageous. If you do that to Donovan, do you get out of the booth alive? No. No, no I would never, they, never. I know. Number I know one, I'm just saying. James not going to do it. I'm going to kill him first. I know, but I just, you know. It would be like – I, I don't even Boston know. comes out. I mean, you just can't do that. It's absurd. It's a ridiculous thing. It's do. one thing if he like got excited, was like yeah, the background or something it's like that. Correct. No. It's, he, some people have that. I think there's a good emotion that like the Cincinnati guys do that. He hates it. I know he does. But the Cincinnati I, like, made guys one do little it. sound in the Carolina. Like ah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're the one who met me at the bus going. I did exactly what you spent eight months telling me not to do. <laughs> that was an unbelievable moment. Was, it was a great moment. It, it in the emotion. Fit. Yeah. Fine. I didn't, Sunday, it been like when you a, were like, you oh, Chubb's going for a touch. In the middle of the touchdown call. Yeah, but I called it at the 15-yard line. I go, that's going to be a touchdown. 
That's going to be a touchdown. Well, he's calling. He bounced off of a guy. Of like, play, he's going to score. Bishop. He wasn't calling. He didn't say anything. That's why I was able to say it. I have I it said, on my DVR. That's a touchdown. I look forward to it. That's all I said. I was like, that's going to be a touchdown. That's going to be a touchdown. And then okay. he was like, sure enough, Chubb into the end zone, touchdown Browns. That's all. But it would have been like when Cade York made the field goal. If Jim said the kick is up and the kick is good, and I said, Cade York has made it. The Browns are 1-0. The Browns have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals thanks to rookie kicker Cade York from 58 yards. It was like that. And, and the other I, guy's I'm working. Oh, dude, it was it was Like, I was like, the other guy, I wanted the full call because I figured, like, at the end, Paul Allen must have been like, great call, dude. Awesome job. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. It was. That's how bad it was. <laughs> what I just did was real. That's, that's exactly it what it was. That's great. I can't even – I don't know. All right, let's All play right, better we'll, or worse. We'll, I'll find it. We'll play it tomorrow. All right. But yeah, look forward I to mean, it. it is a trampling. <laughs> he Our, just took over. It wasn't even talking on top of him. He was like, I got this. You're not talking anymore. I'm doing it all. Yeah. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to bring it home. Yeah, you're done. Take it. Go get on the bus. Go get some food. Yep. Dan Hansis. Eh, I don't know if you're allowed to get the food. Dan Hansis, NFL.com, and his power rankings – for week 11, higher, lower, or just right. First and foremost, the Browns in at number 24. Gosh. Boy, is that not Good ideal. Lord, we got to go all the way uh, back here. The Saints, the Falcons, and the Lions are ranked ahead of us. Come on. The Steelers, Whatever. Rams, this Colts behind us. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right. We're 3-6. and six. Deal with it. Too yep. bad. I don't like it. Be of better. course, I feel like we could beat the Saints, and we did lose to the Falcons. I think we could beat the Lions. I think we could beat the Bears. I think we could beat Arizona. I think we could beat the Commanders. But I you know what, though, whatever. buddy? Who cares? We're three and six. Doesn't matter what these say. We could also We're three and six. We could also lose to Pittsburgh. We could lose to the Rams. We could lose to the Colts. Like it's, it's just been that type of year. It's been sad and a year disappointing. We're in the bottom. We're just outside of the bottom quartile. We're the worst team in the third quartile. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Not good. Next. Higher or lower? The Eagles are number one even after losing last night, Hansa said. Even uh, after losing? Even after. The Eagles Dan were overdue Hansis, for a bad game. He needs to look at who they've played. That's what he needs to do. And then he can then, – then talk to me about this. Yeah. He's got Kansas City number two. At number three, the Minnesota Vikings. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right? I think I had him three when we did our thing. I think I, I had him two or three. three. Yeah. Maybe I, I had him two. I thought I had no, the Vikings. No, they were – I think you had him like – you had the Niners four. I think you had the Vikings five maybe. Buffalo, Miami. Yeah, I had, I had Vikings lower. So, I guess a little lower than this. Um, I like him, though. I do like him. I, I, I would probably have him a little lower. Slightly lower, a.k.a. worserer. Same. Uh, worserer. Worserer for the Vikings, even though they're the top six team in the league. Uh, I still think Miami I, – I, Miami was so impressive, and the Bills are still a very good football team. Yeah, not so great. Next. Higher or lower? Dolphins, number four. Bills, number five. Ravens, number six. Zagura, 49ers, number seven. Higher, lower, or just right? I actually, we did this. This is good for us because we yeah. just did this. So I had the Niners six. You had the Niners, I want to say, even four. four. Yeah. I had the, them ahead of the Ravens, so I believe the Niners are better than the number seven spot. Bishop. Same. Yeah, they should be higher. I have them four on my thing. Why? What is going on with Kittle? Targeted just twice. It was a big Pedro beef, but then I thought, well, is it just a normal Pedro beef? Is there something to it? Like, why aren't they throwing him the ball? I don't know. 
and neither does neither does Pedro. I can tell you that much. He's he's not pleased about it, but maybe they feel like they've got enough weapons and they need him blocking. But the, what's wild about Kittle is this is they paid him so much money, and he had a couple of games where he was being used. So in the middle of the season, week six, six and seven, eight for 83, six for 98. But other than that, he's been b below 50 yards in every single game this year. He has just two touchdowns on the season, 340 yards, two scores. Last year in 14 games, 71 for 910. He averaged uh, in that one 65 yards. Again, this are his numbers for this career. In 2018, he burst on the scene, 88, 13, 77, and 5, 86 yards a game. Following your 85, 1,053, and 575 yards a game. 2020 he was hurt, but in eight games, 48, 634, and 2, 79 yards a game. Last year dipped a little bit, 65 yards a game. This is 48.6 yards per game. This is the lowest that he has been since his rookie year in 2017. It's wild, actually. It really is. Next. Higher or lower? Number eight, the Cowboys. Number nine, Tennessee Titans. Ten, the New York Jets. Eleven, the Bengals. Twelve, the Buccaneers. The Giants. Number 13, Bishop. Higher, lower, or just right? Didn't – so, all right. So, he's got, <laughs> he's got Cincinnati behind the Jets, which I'm not crazy about, even though we whipped them the last time we played them. Didn't New England just dismantle the Jets? Yeah. And didn't the Giants and – didn't the Seahawks beat the Giants? I thought so. Yes. In Seattle, like yeah. two weeks ago? Yeah, recently. Yeah. Right. So I think he's got – Dan gets loose sometimes with these. I, the Giants are not the 13th best team in football. No. Uh, Seattle's better. They proved it on the field. I don't know what to make of New England. Um, I think Green Bay had beat them right now in a neutral. Chargers in Green a neutral. Green Bay beat them. Didn't Green Bay, Giants beat Green Bay in London? Yes. It could have been. Yes, so it that was, was a while ago. It's, yeah, been a, it's, it's been a month or so. The yeah. whole middle is tough, but the Jets, last game they played, they were on a bye this week. Wasn't the last game they played the one where they got blasted by the Patriots? Seems like, yeah, I think. Feels like it, yeah. Because they were coming off they of just beating beat the Bills. They beat, did they beat the Bills and then get drilled? That's what I thought. I don't know, but them at nine, I feel like if they were just handed a beating by the Patriots it would be alarming to me. Next. Higher or lower? Number 14, Seattle. Number 15, the Patriots. Number 16, the Packers. Number 17, the Commies. Washington Commanders are 5-5. Five and five. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? The Commies? Yep. Sitting there in 17. Real quick, because Madison, being the great producer she is back at the studio, has that. Uh, Worse. I would take the Chargers over them immediately, without even any hesitation. Worse or Madison, hit, that, hit the final call from Minnesota. Allen yes. to pass in the pocket to the end zone. Yes! And he's intercepted by Patrick Peterson! And he slides down! Whoa! And the Minnesota Vikings are eight and one! Allen back to pass. That was the color guy. <laughs> Madison, run it again. again. Run that back. Run that back. In the pocket. Allen back to pass in the pocket to the end zone. Yes! And he's intercepted by down. Patrick Peterson! I and he slides down! Whoa! And the Minnesota Vikings are eight and one! That's the color. I'll the tell you what, part it, of it. Did you see the video of it? Is that how you knew? Because brought it I was driving home after we landed Sunday night. Almost... I'm driving home and ESPN played it, and I was like, <laughs> what? If he had just said the, the, the yes, 
and let it go Clearly. after that, he could have been fine. But, but honestly, it, it because it almost just seems like a voice inflection excited, I didn't even realize there was a second guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no, him. no. So he That's usurped. the color analyst. He usurped. He gave wow. the call. Oh, yeah. If you – that's remarkable. I know Sirius XM, you can listen to every radio broadcast. Same with NFL Plus. Anytime you get a chance to listen to Minnesota for a couple minutes, if you want some entertainment. Dig in on that. It is a full-on circus. The color guy gives a, a prayer before they kick off. <laughs> That's like, awesome. It is, it, it is theatrics at its finest. Runke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Runke.com to learn more. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, catch the Kevin Stefanski Show tomorrow night. Or no, Thursday night. Was, I keep thinking today is Wednesday. Or Feels like it should be Feels a first like, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. With Z and Gerard, it's Thursday night, 7 to 8 at Razzles on Bagley Road in Olmstead Falls. Meet Browns long snapper Charlie Hewlett. Check out Thursday night football as the guys get you ready for Sunday's game at Buffalo. It has been a real treat out here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora. Don't forget about B-Dub's bonus days, guys. Wing Tuesday tonight. Buy one order traditional wings, get the second order 50% off. And then boneless Thursdays as well. Buy one order of boneless wings, get the second order for free. And, of course, happy hour, five minutes. Let's go. Oh, three goodness. to six, great assortment of apps and cocktails, beer starting at just three bucks on that. And if you're looking for a fundraiser opportunity for your child's schools, the sports teams, contact your local B-dubs about information of Eaton Wings Raise Funds, a great way to bring friends and family together all while raising money for an organization that you love. Love it. These guys are great out here. Yeah, it's an great. awesome location. Great to be here uh, on the east side for a change. Good job out of you and everybody that made that happen. We appreciate it. Colleen. Very, very great deal. Colleen, excellent work out of you. We much Bravo. appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. Uh, we are back tomorrow for more fun on a first Friday edition. Oh, just a heads up. We are a little, a little, oh, about a week from the officially endorsed the officially endorsed. It's time. So we'll have, it's that time. So it's get time. your bourbon ready. We'll get those for you uh, coming up then. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.